What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Parker Chronicles podcast. It's a podcast that I've been talking about for a very long time. Me and my brother have been talking about it for a very long time, so it's very exciting to finally get it going, even though it's still it's going to be a little rough in these first few episodes, but I'm very excited. Um, recently, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong came out, and uh, so I figured... I want to start it now because I want to talk about all four of these movies in the MonsterVerse, and there's no better people to have on this podcast to talk about Godzilla than DNA Gaming. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And Thank you very much for having us. And I am your host. I probably should have did that first. See, I told you it's going to be rough. I am your host, uh, the Parker XP. This is my co-host, or the other host, uh, Nemesis Angel, a.k.a. the other Parker. <laughs> the younger Parker. Um, but yeah, we are talking about, if you can't tell by the overlay, it's beautiful, isn't it? Did you guys see it? You guys see the beautiful overlay that I made? So no, I threw this, I'm no joke, threw this together in about five minutes. But I hope you would I hope you enjoy what what Twitch is seeing right now. I'm I'm sure it's glorious. It is. It's fantastic. For something oh, that was thrown together in five minutes, it's fantastic. Hey, I was able to. I was. I was able to figure out the cam situation for Discord thanks to BLT in uh, in our group in our group Discord. Wish, I kind of wish Godzilla's mouth was above me, so it's like him killing you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, I pretty much just took that poster that I used the smaller picture and I just blew it up and then I just use it again, you know, creative, creative, right? Yo, thanks for the 18 month resub. So we're not doing alerts cause I kind of, cause we're going to be putting this on YouTube and probably going to try to put it on some podcast services. So alerts are going to be turned off. Um, but I will of course acknowledge any subs follows all that. Um, and kind of have it cut so we can kind of cut that out when we put it on other services. But, Thanks for the 18 month resub. Appreciate that. Um, so today or tonight, we are talking about Godzilla 2014. Um, well, this is how Ill, unprepared I am. I probably should have pulled up the wiki because I, I, I was like, oh, I should do it. You know, talk about like the release date and all that fun stuff. Um, and I don't even have it pulled up. So yeah, don't you love that? You're like, yeah, I got I'm so this. I'm good. I got this. I'm I'm good, man. But whatever. Uh, it released released on May 16th, 2014. Can you believe it's been seven years since this movie came out? Unreal. Um, this is only the second uh, Godzilla movie. It was the second Godzilla movie made by an American studio, right? Correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. You guys can throw all that out because 1998 was the first one, correct? The second completed Godzilla film. Right. Yes. Bob, what's going on, buddy? Um, so, yeah. Um, directed by Gareth Edwards, um, not most notably directing also, uh, what was it Rogue One, a Star Wars story? Um, and what was the other, the, uh, what was he most famous for? It Monsters. was the movie he had done, Monsters. Yeah. Never seen that. So that's definitely something I got to put on my list. But um, so I'm going to go around. I want, you, you know, we'll start off with um, our guests' opinion. What did you guys think of this movie when you first saw it? Yeah, you go first. No. Okay, fair. You're the resident uh, um, review expert. Uh, 
without giving like a total like this is actually what I think of the film. Um, I th- it was a much better start as far as an American film goes to representing Godzilla. Okay. I think the tone fit it well. Uh, I just I, I really want to say that. I thought it did a pretty good job. It felt like Godzilla. It the Godzilla in it felt like Godzilla. I don't know if that makes any sense to. No, no, no. I I feel you. I feel you hundred percent. Um, well, before I, I want everybody's opinions and I'll, I'll spew, you know, my thoughts. You have an opinion. Go. I have an opinion. I, I, it doesn't take much to please me when it comes to <laughs> kaiju movies. Right. I'm agreeing. Right. Either. Can I, we just, like can, we just so, can we just, can we just address <laughs> the people who just are too, like, they just expect way too much from these movies. When it's just about when it's just got big giant like dinosaurs like or giant lizards like come on man, dinosaurs. people just get crazy. But no no but, sorry I don't want to go I don't want to. I got to comment on that at some point. Okay. This no. That's why you're here. That's why you're here. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. No, I I thought it was good and I didn't think there was enough Godzilla, but that's just my opinion. Right. I completely agree. All right, brother. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you that my favorite part was bringing back the old Godzilla look. I like the big fat legs and the <laughs> very stumpy walking. And no, he was just more know, menacing. After watching the. I mean, I grew up watching the one in New York City, and that was. <laughs> Like that that was where I was gonna get to so, before we went live. Uh, was you know, <laughs> okay. and that's the Godzilla one, and that was just horrendous. So, right, watching the original, like the original look of Godzilla come back was exciting. But I can't agree that he was not in it enough. All right, I I like this movie. Like I said uh, before, we went live. I was gonna say something, but I wanted to wait till we were live. So. Yeah, we grew up like we grew up knowing of Godzilla, like the, you know, the Japanese version of Godzilla and, you know, the the original, you know, 1954 film and all that. But yeah, we grew up on the on the bad Godzilla, which is the 1998 Matthew Broderick film. Um, It was great. You know, being nine, you know, being being 90s kids and not being like, you know, people not showing us those, you know, the original Godzilla films. yeah, that's that. Unfortunately, that's what we grew up with. But, you know, knowing the reference and, you know, I have seen the 1954 film um, and for a movie that is as old as it is, it is still fantastic, in my opinion. Um, but, yeah, the 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 look of Godzilla being like, you know, taking taking what they what they, you know, all throughout the years of what Godzilla looks like and just putting it into something that could, you know, when you say in reality, you know, you got to put in quotations because it's like, bro, if, if, a, if, you know, something like that is coming through anywhere, I'm, I'm long gone. All right. Yeah, and yeah, that's, obviously. but that's what you're imagining, right? That's uh, like okay, if anything, if anything, one third <laughs> that size, I'm still running. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the size, I mean, I'm I, scared of a bumblebee coming through. Right. That. Right. <laughs> but I enjoyed, I enjoyed this film a lot um that the problem like i'll agree with you ara is that it doesn't have more it doesn't have enough godzilla 
But the problem is, are you, are you laughing at him opening a fridge right now? I love the convenience of this. We're all wrong. He's got it wrong. No, my stuff is right here. Oh, my God. Thank you for the lurk, Caroline. Good to see you. Oh, my God. That's so good. You're correct. We're wrong. But I, but I agree. Not enough Godzilla. The the problem with these with these films and with a lot of like films that have to do like for you know a, a, an example for me is like Transformers. Ugh. Too yeah. much human stuff. There's too much like we're focusing too much on humans and you don't make the humans interesting. Okay, <laughs> you don't make them interesting at all. You you make them boring. And we're, and I'm going to go into a very long rant about the main character of this film because he's not good. That is that is literally a, that is that is pretty much my rough rant. But I'll go into it deeper. Oh no way, Matthew Broderick for the win. <laughs> but uh, doing an Elvis impersonation. Damn, what's up, buddy? Um, but yeah, uh, they too much human. They they just need to focus more on. You know, the kaijus, the, the you know, these, it, just more things that are interesting, okay? Instead of, I don't care about, you know, this character going home from, you know, fighting and reconnecting with his family, and then they're just gone. And you're just like, why did, why did I care? Why do I care? You, oh, God. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's get this started. So let's start from the beginning. So this movie starts off correct me what how does okay you guys how does this movie start break it down outside of the titles uh title sequence they're building us up about the film they they begin with in the philippines where they yeah. find the uh the essentially the sinkhole there's a mining operation with just a huge sinkhole underneath of it and they find the um essentially the carcass of a living organism and then two uh egg sacs one hatched, the other one not, and it's presumed inert. Yeah, I I really like the the title sequence where it's like the old, you know, the the fifties footage of of you know Godzilla coming out of the water. You don't get to see, you don't really see his entire body, but you see the 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 sails on his back coming out of yeah, the water, yeah. and then and then them nuking, and you kind of like you know if you're not you don't know exactly what they're trying to do. Like are they trying like they're trying to destroy him. But in but they don't know what they're doing because exactly. later on you find out that you know it's actually beneficial to them. Um, I love the the fact that it's not an iguana that was on an island that got hit by a nuke and then turned into a giant, uh, just a bigger iguana, like French Polynesian. <laughs> like, like <laughs> oh my! Literally, the funniest, the funniest thing. It just like kind of comparing. I remember seeing this movie. I don't know if I saw this movie in theaters, but I do remember seeing this movie shortly after it came out and just hard comparing these two movies like the 98 and this film like, oh, my God, that movie was really as bad as people said it was like it was it was bad. You know, they, like especially, for, you know, for people like you guys that are that are huge Kaiju fans and Godzilla fans, especially the originals, like I could only imagine what it was like for you to see the 98 film. Well, ironically, I'll, I'll say this, because that came out when 98, how old was I? I would have been just before I was 13, so I was in middle school. And I actually watched the movie, and like, it doesn't take much to impress me as far as a giant monster movie goes. I actually didn't right. mind the movie when I was younger. 
Um, then later I was like, this is stupid. Like, what was right. I thinking? Why did they call it? God- I feel like they only called it Godzilla because it was, you know, it was a, a, an IP that was was knowledgeable to people. I think if they had called it something, else, I think it would still been popular and people would have saw wanted to go see it. But because they were like, we need it's got to be Godzilla. Giant lizard. I would have liked it. Better, <laughs> to be honest. No, no, it would have because um, it's a decent like at its core. It's a it's a OK, decent ish giant monster movie. It's just not a good Godzilla movie. You should name right. it something else. But they just wanted you're right. They did just want to cash in on the notoriety. They just wanted the name. That's it. Yep. Yep. But as a kid, I loved I loved the I loved the film. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this one. So yeah, so they so the, the we got the title sequence and then they find um they f- they f- they find the nest, right, of the first uh uh Muto, right? And it yes, escapes yeah. through the side they or yeah, and it escapes through the side of the mountain. Yes. Um well, that's where we first meet uh Ken Watanabe's character and Sally Hawkins' character, right? Mm-hmm. Sally Hawkins was in that scene as well. Um right. I love, I think out of all the human characters in, in this, and these four movies that we're going to talk about the next, over the next few weeks is Ken Watanabe's character. I just love his, his like relationship with trying to respecting, you know, a creature that literally could just wipe the world out, literally indestructible um, and all that. And, oh man. And, and Sally Hawkins, I, I think is a good companion to him too. I, I really enjoy her work. Um, but yeah, those are, the, yeah, I, I love those characters. Um, definitely when it comes to the human characters in all of these films, uh, they are definitely towards the top for me. Um, so I read where I heard, cause I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, um, about these, uh, about these films. And I heard that they had to call the, the creatures Mutos because they didn't have the rights to the other Kaijus from Godzilla, like the Godzilla universe. To my knowledge, when they made it, the only creature they got rights to was Godzilla. Yes. Uh, so they created their own originals, um, which, you know, can be hit or miss as far as those films go. But yeah, that's what happened. Right. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, of course they had to, they were able to get it for the second film. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, they, the, I like the design of the Mutos. I thought they were really, they were creative. They were a mixture of like, you know, a bunch of different animals. Like you have like the, you know, the beak kind of resembled something you see on like a squid. And then you have like the more of a bug like body, but the, can I, can we just note that the sound design in these films are just some of the best yeah. in film? Uh, Godzilla's atomic breath, wine, like his, the way he like charges up. It. Oh my god, the sound for that just gets me, yeah. gets me going. I, it just I the, so excited in my life. I I just remember watching it and the 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 airport scene when you first see Godzilla, but you don't see him all at once. You see the flares shoot down his leg. And just yeah, that, yeah. like that, like earthly rumble, yeah. And then it pans up to him in full form, and you just like I had goosebumps. Yeah. I might have cried a little bit because it was just so good. And this, it's and it, and the and the crazy thing is, it, it was like it wasn't just the fact of seeing him; it was just the sound design adds to it. The sound, like if they, if that all of that didn't happen, and then his roar, oh my god, I think I probably bawled my eyes out, like. <laughs> Best animal roar in film history. Yep. 
better than the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah, sorry, T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Yeah, sorry. I love... Great, great film, right but... It's but, probably in the stream. Yeah, but, oh my God. But yeah, sound design, A plus uh, for this film. Actually, for all, all, the, all of the MonsterVerse movies. Yeah, the sound designs, uh, as far as effects, I have complaints about some of the soundtracks. Uh, this movie, I could... I, uh, Outside of like the main theme, I really didn't care for the music in this film, but yeah, yeah. I, well, I'm talking about like yeah, like the music. I feel like it's it's kind of like you got really intense parts, like really intense orchestra playing over a scene that probably doesn't need that. But but when it comes to like the the you know the Mutos and in Godzilla, oh so good. Oh no, I agree. The sounds, the sound effects, the roaring, like just everything. They did a good job. They were yeah. very respectful. So we go from them discovering the uh, Muto nest escaping, and then we go to um, Brian Cranston's character, uh, which is Joe Brody and his his wife and and their son Ford. Um, and uh, fun trivia about the their last name: so they named them the Brodies after the main character from Jaws. Um, they're that family. Um, it's kind of like an homage to Spielberg and, you know, Gareth Edwards is a huge fan of Spielberg and Jaws. So that was kind of an homage, which, of course, is, is my favorite film. I listen, I read a lot of unnecessary information and I listen to a lot of podcasts that tell me unnecessary information that I probably wouldn't have found out. Well, it's almost like you, you took this idea for your own family. So that's kind of weird. It's weird. It's crazy. Almost worse today. <laughs> Almost. Oh. All right. Do you want to continue? Do you want to continue on the plot? <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. So I'm gonna be kind of the filler because um, I was horrible and did not rewatch this before doing this podcast. So I'm a little, <laughs> a little lost a little bit. I I need to be refreshed. So all right. Well, so about halfway through the movie. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of this is a lot of human stuff that no one cares about. This is just a lot of like, oh, I probably watched it. So, so Brian Cranston's character, him and his wife, work at a power plant in Japan. Um, and um, immediately, Brian Cranston sends his wife down to level five to study the seismic act. No, just level five. Get down there now. All right. And then seismic activity happens and they're all, you know, things are happening and then a giant like earthquake style eruption happens. And um, yeah, bad thing like uh, toxic, you know, atomic or nuclear energy is, is literally flooding through these tunnels on level five and the wife's got to run to escape and Brian Cranston is sprinting uh, to go save his wife. And it's too late because she had to save because she had to be a nice person and save someone who fell. Yeah, that's it. Like one the team. Yep. Yeah. Nuclear, a nuclear, team. a nuclear energy is just flowing towards yeah. you immediately. If it hits you for a second, you're dead. But sorry, Becky, I, I got to go. <laughs> and but listen, just go. Listen, the fittest. Brian Cranston is amazing. I love Brian Cranston and the, the travesty that is this film is that, and I, I will, I'm going to skip ahead. Brian Cranston dies 
way too early into this film and we have to deal with his obnoxious and stone-faced son but i digress we'll continue uh from where we left off so she dies um the whole power plant falls everybody's inside still i think and and ford is watching from his school because uh, he's a young child he's watching from his school as his parent he thinks both of his parents are dead and then it jumps like 18 years or something no well 15 yeah. years approximately um and uh we get to meet uh, aaron taylor johnson who's playing ford <laughs> as an adult and I tell aaron, ford in this part. aaron taylor johnson i loved him in kick-ass i thought he was really good in kick-ass and that's it uh that is about it he was a terrible quicksilver in avengers age voltron and uh he was terrible in this film and not just the fact that he literally looked like he did not want to be there like he didn't give a shit about anything he literally like when we get to the part where where brian cranston dies this is his father he looks like nothing like who cares i don't care well all right so i'm sad my dad died and then we move on it just never talk about it again he literally calls his wife who plays his sister in age of ultron by the way it's kind of weird Goes from playing brother and sister, and now, yeah, now they're husband and wife in this film. Um, yeah, just calls her up, just like, hey, you know, Joe died, and then, and then we never hear about it again. Um, but yeah, so the uh, he gets he come he's coming home because he he's a a new a bomb like he defuses bombs, right? He's a he is a disposal person, ordinance. Yeah, the bomb, you know, bomb disposal. And uh, do you guys have do you guys have any do you guys have any I want to hear what you think of Ford Brody, a.k.a. Aaron Taylor Johnson I just think or the other way around. I just think of a car in a much better movie. That's what I think. Of. Um, honestly, you're right. Like, like, literally, he doesn't contribute much. Like, he's angry at his dad for a while. And he literally he does not look like he wants to be there. Like, he's angry no. at his dad, and then he's like. But medium, like nothing, just passive. Uh, and then his dad dies, and he's like a kid that accidentally hit his baseball into the neighbor's yard and has a dog in their backyard. No! <laughs> that's it. Moving on. I just... Uh, oh, man. Sorry, go ahead. They try. I think... I think. I don't... I, I want to say... That, like, because I know this dude can do decent movies. Gareth Edwards can do good. He did Rogue One. And Rogue One is, I don't care, the be- pretty much the best Star Wars movie. Oh, I, oh, I agree. It's It's definitely uh, top three for me absolutely and and i know the guy can direct people i just don't think he wanted to be there he just wanted to check he's like this isn't gonna pan out yeah it the problem and when we get to next week when we talk about kong Skull island um the the thing is that the studios i think mess too much with these movies yeah where the direct these directors like if you look at uh you know uh, this film here with gareth edwards who i think is a very good director as you said and then next week is, oh man, I can't remember. Jordan Voigt Roberts, I think, is the one who directed um, uh, Kong Skull Island. And he's he's going to be directing, or he is directing the Metal Gear Solid film. Oh boy. But the thing was, is I, I read in an interview like that he was like, yeah, there's a lot of things that we had to kind of just add in or take out because the studio was like, oh, we need all this. And it's like, well, it doesn't make sense to the vision. Like, can you let these directors do their thing? exactly it really annoys me because like you look 
for another example is like the Fantastic Four film, the really bad one from 2015. Oh, that that movie is terrible, <laughs> but but you know that Josh Trank is a good director because he did a fantastic job um, with Chronicle. Yeah, I believe that's the yeah, it's a fantastic film, an indie film um, that put him on the map. And then of course, you know, Fox came in and just pretty much destroyed Fantastic Four. Um, yeah. And pretty much he came out was like, yeah, I pretty much did nothing because every time I tried to do something, they would do something else. And I feel like that's what every director of these high ticket films are, because especially for Godzilla, it's like we only have him for so long before Toho takes him back. So we really just need to go all we just need to go ham. We got to make we got to make sure we do things in this film and then a dude stuff completely different in the next one that make no sense to what he could do in this film. And then when we get to the final film, it's just, your guys are going to be like, what the hell am I watching? What but happened here? What happened to this person? <laughs> why, yeah, where did he come from? Why do I care? <laughs> but that's the thing. Well, back to Aaron Taylor Johnson. He is a stone faced, terrible actor in this film. Doesn't give a shit about anything. Uh, I think the only time you see him smile is like when him and Elizabeth Olsen are having a conversation on their couch I about things I don't I care. Smile too. Okay. That's true. <laughs> I'm just so yes. yes. Um, that would make me smile even if I was stone cold face. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, oh man. All right. Uh, so, so he goes home, sees his family. That's whatever. Um, and then he gets a call or she gets a call that Joe got arrested in Japan for trying to go back to his house um, because it's in a quarantine zone since the, you know, the explosion um, because he is a, 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 everybody thinks he's crazy because he, he knows that it wasn't, what did they say it was that it was just a, like one of the reactors. It was explode. It was just, a, it was just a, like a seismic event or like a meltdown or whatever. Like it wasn't. Right, so it was like, like it was, yeah. okay. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I really, I was, I think it was one of those two. I really don't recall like, like it being like this big deal in the movie. I think it was just, like you said, just a seismic event or just meltdown or something is what caused it. So okay, so it's kind of like a Chernobyl event. That's what they were saying it as. Yeah. Okay, so and so everybody thinks he's crazy because he's he knows that it wasn't like he he's yep. but no one believes him and even his dumb son. Uh, you're crazy dad you don't know like this dude has been studying for like since it happened of everything going on and this son's like dad you're crazy. You're you're just crazy, Dad. Shut. Yeah, shut 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 up, Dad. You're dumb. And then and then immediately he's like, "We got to go back." And his son's like, "No." And then and then the next scene is him in a suit going and risking his military career by chat. Like, you know for a fact that if they were really arrested, he would have been stripped of all of his military accolades. Probably been, you know, taken out of the military. Like his job in the military was so high, right? You think? Like being a, a a bomb. Oh my! Yeah, it's just. I've seen movies where they do that, right? They just like rip no, off a rip off. <laughs> give me, give me that metal back. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh man! And uh, so yeah, they get arrested and um, brought into Ma- we. Well, we're introduced to Monarch back in the beginning of the movie when they discover the Muto nest. But we're like fully just we were fully introduced to them in this where they discover another, you know, uh, chrysalis or cocoon. What cocoon would you say? What'd yeah, you call it? Correct. It, would, it would be it would be more of a yeah, cocoon or chrysalis. It'd be, it'd be the one word. All right. 
And uh, and then we get to hear Ken Watanabe talk, and I'm just like, I'm in. Sell me yeah. on this. And he slowly starts believing Joe, of course, because they study this crazy stuff. And uh, and then as they're about to like pretty much be like, yo, you you were right this whole time. Uh, then the cocoon starts to break out, or they're trying to. What it, it's it's so what these butos are doing is they all feed all these creatures feed off the nuclear energy, correct? So, so what it does is it like it goes to this plant, the old the where Joe used to work, and it's sucking all of the nuclear energy from the plant. Yep. And that's when they well they well they had figured out that oh the back when they were, you know trying to destroy Godzilla, it was actually helping him out, keeping him like, you know, strong. And, and it was kind of, it's food for them, which is such a weird concept (laughs) that like radiation makes everything better. It's just like, all right, cool. Like, and then what, and then you just continue to see like the things that these Mutos can do. Um, cause is this the Muto that grows wings and flies away? Yeah, it's the male. Which is the male. Oh, right. And then the one from the beginning of the movie is the female. Um, Actually, the one from the beginning of the movie is the male. Okay, so that was the... So that one left and went to that power plant. It was the closest... Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. Um, Now, forget... Like, I might be wrong, but doesn't it call out to Godzilla? And that's how it all... Like, isn't it calling out the entire time? So Godzilla... it, It... Actually, you guys go ahead because you're going to know more than I <laughs> no, am. I'm just going to spew stupid shit. Essentially, the, what's proposed in the film is the male, uh, the male, hatches first from its state, and uh, once it does, it sends some kind of uh, signal to the female that it can detect to pupate because it was um, uh, not pupate but to hatch as well because it was in suspension because the males would come out first before the females. It would send that signal to trigger the females, and Godzilla can understand what's going on. So it's like he's eavesdropping, essentially. Oh, okay. He can hear um, these two com- communicating right. back and forth. So pretty much they were calling out, and Godzilla was like, uh, screw you, you don't belong here. He's like, I'm the oh, king here, and then has to go the take care line. of him. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Line. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, you guys might have to help me like progress through the plot a little bit. So after this, so this is when Joe, or this is when the, it starts to hatch, and it's destroying everything. And Joe is Joe. The wrong. Why couldn't you just sat in that room for like ten more minutes? He would have still been alive. This movie would have been a million times better because Brian Cranston would have been in it the whole time. But instead, he walks across a bridge, and it collapses. And then yeah. that's pretty much the end of Brian Cranston. He dies on a helicopter. Um, yeah. and uh, yeah, that was literally the saddest part of this movie. Like he yeah. dies on the helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Like why couldn't a Ford have fell off the bridge? No one really cared. That's a I mean, it was a giant Muto that destroyed it. He literally like took it out. Um, again, talking about the sound design, the, the sound that comes from the Mutos, like just that kind of like, it's, it's like a really weird gurgling sound. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool. It sounds like like a really deep sonar. Like yeah, when it yeah. oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
And now I'm trying to think what happens after. Oh, does uh Ken Watanabe's character what his sent uh, what is his what's his what's his name? Sarazawa. Oh, every time you mention that my heart drops. <laughs> Sarazawa? Why? Just because what happens to him later. Not oh yes, yes, yes. It's a, a no, spoiler alert. Everybody don't listen. It's okay, half the people. Oh, so he's cut off for all they know. So this is when Sarazawa and Sally Hawkins' character, which I can't remember her name. Um Vivian, I think. I want to say it's Vivian something. Vivian, okay. Uh they are pretty much Vivian telling they're pretty much telling Ford about Godzilla and about how there are these, these, you know, I don't think they use the word Titans in this movie yet. No, I think that's yeah. not till the next one, but they, but they're just talking about how there's these creatures that, you know, not a lot of people know about, which I have no idea how, but then you later find out why. Um, and uh, how they were using, uh, you know, bomb nuclear bombs to try to destroy Godzilla, not knowing that he actually fed off of the nuclear energy from the bombs, um, which I, I always thought was a super cool concept. Like, like that, I, I would like, that's like I said, that beginning part where there's kind of showing like clips of old footage from the fifties yep. of Godzilla. Just, you don't see his whole body. It's such a cool image and they kind of show it again. And I really like that a lot. Um, and then this is where I get a little fuzzy. What happens after this? Uh, they essentially actually discuss about Godzilla with, with Ford's character. And then say, hey, um, the Muto is moving to the closest energy source. They're trying to right. figure out where. And they're like, Ford, we're going to dump you off in Hawaii so you can take a flight home. <laughs> and ironically, of course, the Muto intercepts <laughs> a Russian sub and like goes to Hawaii. What is that? Oh, that, that? It's actually a cool image of them like going through the jungle and they look up and it's just like, what? It's just a massive submarine yeah. in the mountain. It's really cool. Nobody else. Yeah, yeah. No one else has submarines in the world. Just Russians. All right. Russian people are watching this. Like, well, what? Come on. <laughs> um, and that now that's the same. It's the same Muto from the the last scene. Correct. Yes. Yeah, it flies to Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. And then we see Ford on a train on a like a um, what are they called? Monorails. Yeah, yeah. Um, heading towards the uh, airport, and a little a little kid gets um, separated from his parents, and Ford's like, "I'll babysit you." Uh, and um, and then we get the cool scene where people are having dinner on the beach, and the tide starts going out because, which is pretty much like once you see it. We, I literally just watched a documentary about a tsunami that happened in Japan in like 2011. And like just hearing people's recounts of like that exact moment, I'm like, oh, this is terrifying. Even though you know who it is, at least I did. You know, I don't think everybody did, but knowing who what it was, it was it's still terrifying. I think the one the funny thing was is like I'm watching it with my wife, and she's just like, well, the dog, <laughs> the dog was tied no, to the tree, <laughs> but then it like rips it. That dog was determined. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> He just rips it right off the tree. But yeah, that was terrifying seeing the people walk, running down you know the street as the the giant wave comes in, but so Ford's on the monorail power goes out and then the power comes back on. And when the power comes back on, you see the Muto like with the, like not in full, but like the lights from the, the track shining on them. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and he destroys part of the train. The train, like, you know, falls a little bit and he's trying to save the kid and all that stuff. No one cares about. This is literally a part where like the only thing that I wanted to see was the thing that happens 12 seconds later, which is they're shooting flares and they're shooting at something you can't see off screen. And you just, you see the red flares, which red is a very prominent color in this movie. Yeah. Uh, that's why I got the red lights on today because this, this movie is very, this movie is very red as the next movie will be a completely different color. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the red flares shine uh, past these giant windows at the, probably the coolest airport I've ever seen the Honolulu. I think it's, I don't even know what airport it is, but it's really cool. It's literally just giant windows yeah. and the flares fall down and it's just a giant leg just steps. And then it pans up and you get like that really ominous sound. And then it shows Godzilla like in full. And then he roars and it is the coolest sound I've ever heard in my life. Just the fact that he roars. And then when he is he inhaling, that makes that like other sound that happens after he roars. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It may be, it may be just that tonal, like, you know, something they added to change his roar up a little bit, but that whole shit scene is like one of the best shots in all. Um, oh my God. Is it's it amazing. literally, I've seen this movie a, a probably four or five times since it came out. And every time that scene comes up, I get goosebumps because it's just so well, it's, it's so well shot. The CG is amazing. Like, the just the the because it's raining so it's like he's glistening and then the the flares coming down and then the roar just tops it all off and it's not even just the roar like i said it's it's whatever he does after he roars i don't know it, it sounds like he's inhaling but it, it's like a re- weird rumble sound oh man yep. so good yep. so good that was talking about it's good stuff it's great i love that scene and then just and then yeah i'll let you go from here because i love what they do uh, you might have to help me because I'm trying to think of what exactly yeah, happens after the scene. Mito escapes from Honolulu and that goes to San Francisco. Oh, right. It goes back to the worst thing they can do in a movie is they go from showing the Muto and then showing Godzilla. And instead of seeing them fight, they go to a newsreel of them fighting. And it's the son sitting on the couch like, oh, my God. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, I don't like that. That part. That I, I that. hate I'm really bad about this movie right now, but that part bothered me. I was like, okay, I hate it. And it's just her going and it's her. I don't even know what this, I don't remember the son's name. Cause I don't care, but, and he's, and she's just like, get off the TV, turn the. T-. I'm like, I-, I hate this. I hate this so much. Why I would have rather watch Godzilla in this Muto fight for the next minute and a half than watch I this watched, dumb scene. I watched it with a friend. And the first thing I said, I was like, how are you going to do me like that? <laughs> I can have such a cool scene and then this thing just flies away on a new scene and then it comes yeah and no I can't do that so yeah of course you know it, it's a very generic thing that a lot of filmmakers do um it, where they you know they, there's a always going to be a cool scene coming up and then they cut to like oh well, this is happening in Hawaii and it's a news shot and you're like I don't want this nobody seen. wants it no the whole movie, you're just waiting for God's like, yeah, Godzilla's here is gonna do something. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, I mean, and it, and it sucked because the shot that they use for of, of Godzilla and the Muto fighting, I was like, I just why couldn't you just give that to me? I don't want to yeah. see it in a newsreel. Just give that to me. Yeah. That's what everybody wanted. Build that anticipation. It's one of those things where you gotta. She's got to find out 
you know, uh, everything. And it's, it's just a stupid shot. Um, and I'm trying to, and I'm blanking right now on what happens after this. Um, uh, you watched more than I, I stepped away. I don't remember. Come on, Ara. I, I brought, I brought you on for this reason. You got to help with the plot. I know this. I know a little bit past the scene. I know that they're tracking it on the boat. And right. The part that we stopped watching. Godzilla. No, I think yeah. They're so they're following Godzilla. And then yeah, the, the I I am kind of foggy, but I know that some of this energy stored in some mountain. Or oh yeah, yeah. And then that's a, that's where it kind of goes blank for me. I I know it's like they're tracking it, and then it's like the energy stored in this mountain, and that's about it. Well, okay. what they yeah, what they do is they mention they figure out because this is when they really start talking to uh, uh, to Ford's character again, and he mentions that his dad was studying echolocation and communication between animals. Right. And that's when that whole conversation comes about, about Godzilla eavesdropping and all that fun stuff. Predatory eavesdropping. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, then, then, then it cuts to, they ask where the, the inert egg was kept, and it was kept in one of those... Um, Nuclear waste sites yeah. in Nevada. Right. In Nevada, yeah. Yep. Then it cuts to that whole scene. Yeah, and then they're they're searching through all the all the vaults and then they open the vault and the light shines through. It's because the, the egg hatched and it, walk it, off. it just shows I mean it's a really cool it's a really cool shot where they open yeah. the vault and the light shines in and then they look in the distance and you just see the Muto like really small, like just destroying Las Vegas. Just <laughs> absolutely and then and then it shows and then the next scene is people gambling and then the whole roof just comes in because it steps on it. Yeah, oh yeah. man. It, it, there was a lot of uh cool shots in that entire um in, in that, that entire, you know, playthrough there was, you know, the scene where the the firefighters are like in the hotel and they yeah. got to break down the door and they open the door and there's no room. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, open. Exactly. exactly. Oh, there's so good cool. Cinematography in this movie. Right. That's what I was thinking. I'm, see, I I go live and I lose all the words. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> I sound dumb. We're just here. Right. Right. That's okay. If this ship's going down, I'm going down with it. Um but yeah, so we, so that happens and then they use the nuke to blur them. Right. They put a they put a nuke on a train. Uh what? It's a great plan, okay. Just let it happen. It worked out well for him, right? You know, the thing found it, ate it. Pretty much. Yep. What they, a they dumb. Oh my God. San Francisco. Is that where they met up at the two, the two star cross? Yes. Yep. So yeah, you, the Ford uh, is like, I'm going to help. I'm going to do this instead of going and saving my wife and son and getting them out of San Francisco, since we know that's where they're going. And yet I'm not going to go try to do anything about it. I'm just going to do this, which I know is going to fail. <laughs> Because this train's moving really slow, and that Muto can move really fast. Oh my god, such a bad! It was all bad. It was just, in my opinion, the whole train thing was bad. I think the the when the Muto finally makes it to the to the weapon and it uh, destroys the train, like it being at night and you don't see it the whole time. You see it in like like when it gets close, like it's attacking the train. You see it and then it backs off and it's just dark. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, the whole fact of throwing the, the nuke on the train was kind of stupid. What I don't um, get is that like these monsters eat radiation, so let's nuke them. Is, is that full did, radiation? Make, make it was more of a, it was more of a lure, right? They were trying, they were trying to yeah, lure. They were trying to lure them, but they, the newer bombs, 
was supposedly supposed to kill him. Uh, yeah. And, they have a higher, yeah. Like, you'll hire uh, Megaton. The guy's name Sarazawa. Sarazawa. He didn't like. He didn't. He not. He didn't believe it or whatever. Like, and I don't know. I was just like they eat really. Oh, he. Here you are gonna feed them what power. Uh. <laughs> the the thought was apparently because of course this is how it works military might right. Uh, they don't want to listen to the scientist guy. That's just old school sci-fi tropes. But anyway, right. the idea was it's a lot stronger than old military nuclear weapons. So it, in theory, it would kill them. And Sarazawa didn't have a better plan. And his opposition to it was, of course, his his father died in Hiroshima, and he had a stopwatch when it stopped during the the a bomb drop of Hiroshima, and that's why he was against the idea. And the fact of obviously Godzilla eats it, and obviously it's just stupid to use an atomic weapon like that, but. <laughs> oh man Got any better uh, ideas? F it. Nukem. yeah i just love his line of let them fight the best probably the, probably the best line in the whole movie absolutely i mean what do you do at that point you're gonna go yell at it i mean <laughs> no they'll have a protest, protest. this is my, rude listen my favorite my favorite is when godzilla finally makes it to, I, th- I think the next thing is when godzilla makes it to san francisco right when they yeah, get there and they're shooting at him why would you follow him this entire time and then just start shooting at him and then you realize oh my god these bullets aren't penetrating him let's waste all of our ammo on this indestructible being all right just keep, going. Just keep firing there. on him and then he gets pissed off he, he pretty much like brushes it off but he's like oh shit my sails are like 35 feet tall and they're just accidentally destroys the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> just <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and uh, and then, yeah, that's when the Mutos meet up and they do their thing. And the female goes and lays her eggs. They do their happy dance. Yeah, they yep. do their weird thing. And she lays them. Uh, she takes the, the, the nuke from the train and she brings it in hangs her eggs like she uses her eggs to hang it like it's it's a weird look right that's what they did like it was like yeah. the eggs were holding on to the nuke and it was they were feeding off of the the nuclear yeah. energy um and we get one of the uh coolest shots of the entire movie um where they're going to do a skydive yeah into San Francisco in between the uh, Godzilla and the male Muto fighting. Yeah. Um, which to be, I mean, it is actually a really cool shot because you don't yeah. get any, you don't get any sound. It's, it's pretty much silent. It's pretty much what the, the skydivers are hearing and then flying through like in between them and like kind of going down Godzilla's body, which is massive, but them just going, just going at it. And, um, and so they had, so the, the female then goes and helps the male fight Godzilla. Um, and they're kind of doing some work on him. and the soldier people are like, Hey guy who defuses bombs, let's go defuse this or let's go. I believe they were going to, they needed to disconnect the bomb and they needed to get it out of the city. But yeah. they were also going to find a, and they weren't even going to try to destroy the eggs. Hey, maybe we should figure out a way to destroy these things that once they're born, there's going to be a thousand of them. No, that's the technicality. No, no. The only thing that Ford is smart enough to do in this entire film, he's like, oh shit, we probably should destroy these, huh? Yeah, yeah. Right. 
Like, good job, Ford. You did something useful in this film. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so they uh, disconnect the bomb and they're carrying it away. And he's like, oh shit, there's a tanker truck there. I'm going to unscrew it. And then there was a bunch of other things with gas in it and pouring all over the place. And then it blows up the eggs, which he doesn't get far enough away to not get blasted by it. So he went from being smart to immediately being an idiot again. Uh, yeah. We can't, we can't put him on too high of a pedestal here. Okay. He's got, <laughs> and then, um, the female comes and does her little cry, which was kind of sad. Um, because the thing is, if you think about it, like these, like, I think people don't understand is that these creatures are huge and they, I don't think that like the Mutos are doing this to be bad. Like they're not bad guys. Like they're not doing it because they're like, I'm evil. I want to destroy the world. No, they're, they're gigantic creatures. What the hell else are they supposed to do? Like Godzilla is the, is the savior of the world, but yet he destroys and is, uh, helps destroy a city. So it's stumpy ass legs like that and be able to walk and, I mean, you, you got this big ass creature laying eggs all around, and, and you got to get there, but your legs are about three miles wide. I mean, <laughs> you're kind of he doesn't skip leg situation. days. He doesn't skip leg days. No, I'm ass trees, man. Hell yeah. But um, no, but, but right. yes, I want to comment on that if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Uh, you, all it is is they're just trying to, you know, uh, propagate their species. That's it. Like right. they are just doing what they're naturally supposed to do right. as animals. And I'm glad they treat them this way, but like, like obviously you would look at that and like, that's villainous. Like not right. really. I mean, obviously, and again, you're, we're switching perspectives where, you know, when we walk around the street all the time, stepping on insects and stuff, you don't think two things of it yeah. when it's on the other foot, then it's suddenly a problem. Right. Then anyway, I carry on. That was all I had. Yeah, and I think Godzilla is a little jealous because he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have that. You know, he's like, what the hell, man? You get to have fun with this other, with this woman and have some babies. And I'm over here just swimming in the ocean, doing, he has atomic doing things. But that's the thing is, this is when we finally, this is when we finally see the first, uh, the first time Godzilla uses his, um, atomic breath. And it is another amazing shot. And I think that's the great thing about being the first movie is that these shots are just so much cooler because the first time you see them where like in the later films, when you see him use it, it's still cool as hell. Yeah. But I feel like he, like, I feel like in this movie, it was like, why wasn't he using this before? Why was he not using his atomic? Why didn't he not use, why did he wait all the way until this point to use it? When in other films with spoiler alert, he uses it a lot. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's like, it's unlimited. They tried to make it, if I remember the director, Gareth Edwards, said when they made this one, they tried to make it more like um, like a last-ditch kind of weapon. Like it was something he, because obviously it would expend a lot of radioactive energy, so he didn't use it all that often. That was the idea. Right. Of course. That, that, make, that makes sense. I mean, it's really cool that that's how they did it, because it's, you know, I think if we, if we saw him do it, like, at the airport, it wouldn't have been as cool then in this scene. But the fact of like it it doesn't pan at his head. It starts from the tip of his tail, like the camera shot, and it pans all the way up until his eyes go blue and he blasts it out and blasts out the the male muto 
oh, so cool. The sound effect of it charging up as Nemesis was talking about. So good. Um, yep. I, I don't know why this movie didn't win the Oscar for sound design because it's so good. <laughs> I, that kind of makes sense with, if you think about it because like being the first movie and him just coming back and like having to fight the first Muto in it, like first Kaiju, it's like maybe he's not going to use that power yet because maybe he doesn't know he has to. And then you kind of make that the last ditch in the end of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, so he was like, he was like, oh my God, I'm getting my ass kicked right now. Cause he kind of was. Right, he was, like, I mean, he was fighting two of them and he's getting tossed around. Like one of them can fly. So, like one of them's picking him up and, you know, like I say, he's got thunder thighs. This dude is like, he's getting picked <laughs> up and dropped. Like he, he's the mobility, which <laughs> I'm not going to spoil anything. Godzilla's mobility goes from being a sluggish giant to a very agile giant yeah. over the over the course of 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 these films which is gr- i i love it but like in this film yes he's i mean to see him run was crazy i was like oh my god this dude can move like when he charges at them oh my god like sorry go ahead his thighs are hypnotic yeah that's the sound that's the sound you hear before it that's that was it it wasn't a sound no that was what his thighs sound like when they rub together like so the beginning of this movie where he doesn't use it at all until the end and then he starts using it more maybe it's just like he's just like well yeah we gotta use it more it's gotta happen right he doesn't you know, maybe it doesn't take as much out of him as he thought at the beginning, but now it's like, I can use this. I mean, he uses it a lot. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I would too. That's pretty cool. Right. So, right. All the time. (laughs) So he's, so he's fighting, so he's fighting the two. He uses his atomic breath for the first time, which is one of the best shots in the film. And he's attacking those two. And then uh, Ford um, gets to the, well, the female one, I believe, uh, like charge is chasing after the the soldiers who have the nuke, and they're gonna put it on a boat, and then they're just gonna kind of autopilot the boat like way far out, and then it's supposed to explode so it doesn't cause any damage to the city. Um, which eventually it would because that's what radiation works. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> it's just like the Dark Knight Rises. Like, wh- what? How did how did Bruce Wayne live? Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a figment of Alfred's. It's all a figment of of Alfred's imagination. But we're gonna get to those films at some point in the future. But uh, but yeah, it's it's such a dumb thing. But like the Muto attacks everybody, and um, Godzilla eventually kills the male Muto. How does he kill him? Because I know how he kills the. Because I know he kills the female. One of the coolest fucking thing ever, which is one of many decapitations that happen in these films, because clearly people love getting like seeing things get their heads ripped off. That's that's a different Titan. No, no, no. Godzilla started it, though. Godzilla started it. So he (laughs) yes, which we'll get to. We'll get. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that (laughs) next. We'll get to that one next week. But uh, but yeah, so he 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 bodies the male. And then uh, asked to take care of the female and he just oh, he pries her mouth open and shoots his atomic breath down her throat, causing her head to fall off her body. And I I think I applaud because that was so awesome. So awesome. And we watched it did. There was there was a very loud roaring applause yes. for that moment. So. Oh, so good. And uh, 
and Ford like passes out on the boat, right? Yeah, he does. He does. And I was really hoping he was just going to go off with the boat (laughs) (laughs) and be like, hey, did anybody know what happened to Aaron Taylor Johnson? Nobody cares. (laughs) But no, he survives. And (laughs) and uh, because Godzilla is such a massive, massive creature, um, he exerted so much energy. He go he like drops into a coma in the middle of San Francisco. Is that like what happened? He just like yeah. he used so much energy. And uh we see Ford find his son somehow before the mother does. I was confused. How the hell did he find his son? How did he know where his son was? Uh, <laughs> It's always a huge crowd. Oh, hey. He literally it, but the, but that's the thing. But that's the thing. He doesn't he doesn't find him. You it goes to the next scene in the stadium and he just has his son in his arms and I'm like, "What? How did you know who he was with?" What? Okay. And then of course it has to show Elizabeth Olsen who literally was in a building that collapsed or next to a building that collapsed but somehow survived it and uh does the, you know, the oh, fam- mother and son meet up. Yeah. And it was no one cared. And <laughs> Yes, Elizabeth Olsen. Listen, Elizabeth Olsen, I love her. She's a fantastic actor, and she killed it. Uh, she kills it as Wanda Maximoff in everything. Even in Age of Ultron, she outshines Aaron Taylor Johnson in that film. And she, to be honest, I think it would have been so much better if she was like the military type, you know, be if she was Aaron Taylor Johnson's character. And Aaron Taylor Johnson was just the useless one they had in a, you know, in a hot working in a hospital because she's a better actor. She is. It, 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 yeah, it was. I mean, there was a lot of wasted opportunity in this in this film. You know, Ken Watanabe, I don't think was in it enough. Um, I mean, he had some of the coolest lines, but he was him and Sally Hawkins are like, I love Sally Hawkins. Like, she's great. If, uh, oh man, what the heck is that movie she won or she was in? The uh, Guillermo del Toro, Shape, Shape of Water. She was fantastic, and she doesn't speak a word in that film. Great movie. She's a great actress. Uh, Ken Watanabe's fantastic and you know Brian Cranston who is phenomenal you kill 20 minutes into your film like there was there had to have been some sort of meddling in this in this film oh, yeah. where all of those decisions were made and they're like listen Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen are killing it they were in the Avengers okay what was Brian Cranston in oh he was in one of the biggest shows of all time and he killed it in this movie for the limited time he was in it like he was so dedicated and i'm like how did you give birth to a son who is literally the worst like the most stone-faced idiot i've ever seen (laughs) i am so i'm so glad that aaron taylor johnson does not make an appearance in any more of these movies because i I, there are some pretty wacky characters in these next three films that we're going to review but damn Aaron Taylor Johnson. I'm, we're gonna rank. Let's. We're gonna do well, something he's, here. He's not like it, it. wouldn't even be possible for him to be in the next film. So you're, you're right there. So exactly. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're gonna do something. We're gonna do something here. We're gonna rank the main characters of these MonsterVerse movies just out of the blue, okay? And because we're just gonna, th- I just want to put him on a list, and it's gonna be the bottom. It's not even. Well, there's only four. We're only reviewing four films. He's gonna go like six, okay? He's gonna skip five. He's going straight to six. He is the worst main character in any of these films, and probably one of the worst main characters I've seen in a movie in a long time. 
I, I can't stand him. <laughs> I, I bet Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson, I bet you are a wonderful human being, but you are terrible in this film. Um, and uh, yeah, and we see Godzilla or Ken Watanabe's character and Sally Hawkins are in the rubble and then Godzilla wakes up and we see the first of like the three times of the same exact scene of Godzilla wandering into the water and swimming away and then immediately and then immediately it's over. There's nothing else. Um, there was no after credit scene, right? In this one, no. I know there was one. There are some in the next two, but not in this yeah. one. Yeah, it is majestic. It is. It's a great it, BLT. I agree with you. It's a great scene. I love the fact he just like wakes up all rigid. Like he's like, all right, I'm going to go swim around and refuel and then just wanders. And I love his design. The, the, yeah. the sails, um, fantastic. And, uh, that's it. That is Godzilla 2014. Um, I, like I said before, I like this. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, and to rank it right now, it's the only film we've reviewed. So definitely it's got to go number one as of right now. And then, and then next week it's probably going to change. Um, (laughs) um, yes, more than likely. So, uh, the Mutos, we're going to rank, we're going to rank the bad Mutos as well throughout the, these four films. So the Mutos of course are the, the, we'll say the bad, the, the bad Kaiju, and uh so they'll be number one until uh probably until next week maybe depends depends if i get outvoted i mean isn't muto just those two the male and the female yeah but that's what we're that's what we're doing we're gonna rank the the things that godzilla fights you know yes or or not 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 just godzilla but like so the of course in kong sky island and godzilla versus kong godzilla versus kong is gonna be very weird to rank things in but uh easy for me um (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it's trying to figure out what like uh, never mind i don't want we can't spoil anything yet we still got three we got three we got three weeks until we talk about that movie so uh, you know what this doesn't spoil anything but the first thing i said i said this is not even before i even watch i said it's not fair i said godzilla has atomic breath and a big ass tail against a monkey like he's he's not a a monkey He's not oh, a monkey. He's an he is he's an, an ape. ape. I'm sorry, okay. When the, every time I, I, I'm a weirdo, I cringe every time they'd be like, "Oh, that's a big monkey." It's not a monkey, okay? It's an ape. No, Apes, apes, a, ape and a monkey aren't yeah, the same thing. Way, I don't care if you're a monkey or an ape. If you're going against a big ass thing with atomic breath and a big ass tail, it's gonna suck. <laughs> what, if was King, what if it was King Kong and Grape Ape? Does anybody get that reference? Grape sorry, Ape. Oh my God, Grape <laughs> Ape. What a what a what a throwback! But I love King Kong. But to me, like even before I watched the movie, I'm like, it's don't worry, don't worry. It's not, it's not fair. We're gonna, we're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about that more in depth in the next few weeks. Um. So yeah. So that concludes Godzilla 2014. Uh. Next week, we will be talking about Kong Skull Island, which. Spoiler three times is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we will be. Yeah, so we will. Yeah, we will be talking about Kong Skull Island next week. Um, same time, same place. Um, I want to thank. Yeah, same. <laughs> I want to thank DNA Gaming 
where's my finger there it is hey thanks for for coming i don't know why i'm pointing up when my i'm not i'm on the top there um thanks for for hanging out i'm excited for the next few weeks to talk about the next three films in this crazy monster verse um yeah thank you hey, no problem thank you for having thank us all right all right ladies and gentlemen thank you so much again uh this is uh, the Parker Chronicles. I had to look over and see what our name was. It's the first episode. <laughs> so I had to f- figure out what the hell the name of our show is called. This is the Parker Chronicles episode one. We will be, uh, like I said, we we're going to be streaming the podcast here on Sundays at 830 PM Eastern time. Uh, and they will be eventually going to be going on YouTube and we're going to try to get them on some sh- podcast services. So Google podcasts, Spotify, maybe, uh, we're going to look into it, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of places. Hopefully you guys can be able to listen to this podcast. Um, and, uh, with that, uh, I am the Parker XP. You guys, you guys can, uh, exit out. Who are you? Who are you people? I am Nemesis Angel. (laughs) Who are you? You're Yes. I'm I'm half of DNA gaming. I'm Angela. I'm the better half of DNA gaming. And we will see you all next week. Bye.